Are you cruising through life not always knowing what direction you were headed? Let Live On Purpose with Dr. Paul Jenkins be your guide. Live On Purpose will give you insights into your life and show you how you can become the driver and captain of it. No more aimless wandering. By learning the principles that govern happiness and wealth, you will be able to make personal progress that you have only dreamed possible. And now, here's your host, the shrink who expands your life, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, bringing you another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. I am excited to have in studio a power team today. This is a team that I just, well, I said before the show, we go way back, way back to last week. I just met these two gentlemen. I've been familiar with some of the work that you gentlemen have been doing. Uh, but it was it was just a real treat for me to attend an event called CEO Space, and I did a show about that not too long ago. If you go to Live on Purpose Radio and in the search bar type in CEO Space, or the title of the show was This is the Space for the Utah Group, uh, you'll learn a little bit more about what that is. But I want to introduce my guests, and then we're going to jump into a fun discussion today of some important principles. I have with me Mr. Dave Austin. Say hello, Dave. Hey, Paul. Good to be here. Thanks. I am so glad that you're here. Thanks. Dave is a high-level performance coach. I guess that's one way to describe what you do. Yeah. You know, I'm like a, uh, a surgeon. I just come in, and when I work with a professional athlete, I just carefully remove their brain so they can get to the heart of the matter Mm -hmm. there you go sometimes our brain gets in the way of thinking or succeeding and uh you've um you've worked a lot as you said with professional athletes but you also take the skills and the abilities that you have into the corporate arena with trainings keynote addresses Uh, you're just out there you're playing in the big leagues well, I, I've been blessed. I've had a lot of great experiences to learn a lot. And mm-hmm. so it's, a, you know, for me now to be able to pass it on, uh, you know, I get a chance because of the success I've had in professional sports and sports mm-hmm. teams and sports individuals. Now to go in and, and work with a lot of corporations, a lot of CEOs, I put on workshops. And uh, it's great because the principles work in whatever you are. It works for life. For me to get an athlete to be able to perform at their highest level, these are principles mm-hmm. that we're not talking about the highest level on the ball field, yes, but we're talking about the highest level in your life. And you live, mm-hmm. and I That's always right. say how you do anything is how you do everything. So my ball players become better husbands, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they, uh, and, 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 it's, and like with anyone that I work with or, or business people, it's, it's, it's taking a look at your life and taking mm-hmm. an opportunity to be the top in every area of it. Not just this mm-hmm. one area, because let's say you're successful in the one area and the rest of it you're not paying attention to, your family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your wife, your husband, or whatever. Are you really successful? Yeah. Because what are we here for? That's right. You know? Well, that's, and that's the beautiful thing about principles, because it's not limited to one context or another. Principles govern, and they affect every single aspect of your life. So you learn that in the sports arena, for example, you're going to be able to carry that over to your relationships and to, 
to other things that yeah, you do. Absolutely. In fact, you know, when I get a chance to speak in front of large groups, but I do get a chance a lot to do that. Um, in fact, I, I'm thinking of one particular time I was at uh, a company called Amgem, a you know, multi-billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. And the time they had me come speak, it was for all the women of Amgem. I thought, mm. boy, that's interesting. Because here's a guy that most of my stories come from the sporting world. And it was a challenge. It was one of the best things I did, though, because I had to be sure. You know, when I talk about sports stories, they're just metaphors for life. Mm-hmm. That's and right. now I was challenged because I'm not going to say because there's a lot of women in the audience that love pro football or pro baseball mm-hmm. areas that I'm mm-hmm. very familiar with. But a lot of them don't. So mm-hmm. I had to really be sure that and, and really hone in on my message that, you know, it doesn't matter if you care about sports or what I'm talking about. But if you care about life and going to the highest ground you can go to you know our program's called ordinary to extraordinary the crocodile's journey and we'll all we'll get a chance in a moment to find about the crocodile's journey with uh, brother roger here but um, you know if you think about ordinary and you think about extraordinary there's a there's a gap mm-hmm. and what i've lived my life is creating that bridge so that anybody i mean anybody can take their lives to the highest ground Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at extraordinary things, they were really just uh, ordinary people who have been willing to do extraordinary things. And and live their life in an extraordinary way. Yeah. That's right. Well, let's, and I've got all kinds of thoughts that are <laughs> triggering in my mind as we talk about this topic, because this is something I truly have a passion for. And I think about all the people who inspire me. And it's not that these people had some kind of, you know, fortunate birth or something like that. They're ordinary people. And every inspiring story I know has a hard part in the middle. (laughs) And so for all of you who are struggling through the hard parts, we'll get back to that too. But you mentioned crocodiles, and that's a beautiful introduction to our other guest. I have also in studio with me here today, Roger Anthony. Welcome, Roger. Hi, Paul. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. Glad you're here. It sounds like you came straight from Sydney, Australia. (laughs) Not long ago. (laughs) Not long ago. That's your homeland. That's right. Sydney and Melbourne. Sydney and Melbourne, and Australia is my homeland. That's correct. Uh And now you've made your home in the beautiful mountains of Utah. Lovely mountains. Great place to be. We just got a lot of snowfall last night, and so it's looking like the greatest snow on earth now. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but Roger, uh, you're involved with a number of things as well. And like Dave, you are also a trainer and speaker. Uh, you've been in front of of groups of hundreds and thousands of people. Correct. Throughout your career. Um, or recently, you've been more involved with publishing and producing uh, a number of materials, educational materials. Uh, talk a little bit about what you're doing and ha- what the heck it has to do with crocodiles. <laughs> well, I think it's important to start off explaining the name Crocodiles Not Water Lilies, which is the name of our company. Mm-hmm. Uh, a crocodile is one of the greatest survivors known to mankind. Outlived the dinosaur, incredibly flexible and able to adjust to a changing world. Mm-hmm. And in the same environment are myriads of water lilies. They look pretty, act pretty, smell pretty, but bob up and down getting nowhere at all. And the whole mm-hmm. concept of creating a name like that, and in your profession you'll understand this, Paul, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. there needs to be a disruptive pattern to get people to stop thinking the way we've been conditioned to think. 
That's right. And, and when I say the name crocodiles, not water lilies, people just don't get it. And it's a disruptive pattern. Mm -hmm. But it causes them to ask, what does that mean? That's and right. so I'm able to share with them that we were created and designed to be more like a crocodile, not a water lily. To live more in integrity with who we really are and the environment in which we've been gifted by a loving God and mm -hmm. not pretend and act that we're somebody that we're not, like a water mm -hmm. lily. And so the journey when we are meeting with people and taking them from ordinary to extraordinary is taking them on a journey from the jungle of hoodwink to the mountain peak of integrity. So all of our training is based on helping people work in a spirit of collaboration and cooperation. Mm. And the idea is to help us understand just how powerful we are when we remove the blinders of hoodwink that we've all been exposed to. Mm. Hoodwinking mm -hmm. meaning negatively conditioned. We train our brains to think in a certain way. Exactly. And in fact, I, sh I shared an example with, with you guys last week with a keyboard that I take around for That's my right. trainings. Right. Uh, in fact, I think you have well, it. Well, you nowadays. know what? I, I, I appreciate it so much because it really is true. I mean, if you go to the core of my work, it's, mm -hmm. it's what I always say, you know, the first thing, first step in anything I do, it's done unto you as you believe. So we mm -hmm. have these belief systems that some of them support us, some of them don't. We, you know, it's through our history and our life, things develop. So if I go to your keyboard and I believe that, you know, I've learned this thing and all of a sudden it's out of whack, mm -hmm. how do I deal with it? So I'm going to have a lot of fun with your keyboard. Good. I, I think it's a, a great gift and I thank you. And but I, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> I have I have just a regular computer keyboard that I've taken a butter knife and just popped off all the keys, put them back on in a random order. And the challenge that I did last week at the expo was to challenge people to type their first and last name in 15 seconds or less, and I'd give them a free CD. I was a rock star at it. I mean, I've been able to go to number one in tennis. In those 15 seconds, I got two letters. You got D-A. <laughs> D-A. And, and here's where my mindset was, is I never looked at the number section for V. I'm going, there is no V on this board. Because I was so programmed. I mean, yeah. boy, was I a good example. You were almost of being, ready I was, to bet money that there was no V. I'm going, there is no no V here because I know that, all right, he's, he's changed his letters around. So, okay, I'll go with that. But I'm so programmed. I'm still looking where letters are supposed to go. I never looked where the numbers were. And hidden over mm -hmm. there, right in front mm -hmm. of my eyes, was the V. That's right. Well, that's a great example of being conditioned. <clears throat> you asked a moment ago, what am I doing now? And why crocodiles not water lilies and I explained that but right now I've come from a situation where I've done nothing since 1985 other than speak to people from all walks of life and deliver programs that help people maintain integrity in everything that they do but some of the mm -hmm. exciting things that I'm involved with now is we've created an animation studio to translate the adult teaching through the systems of crocodiles, not water lilies, that we've developed in the uh, corporate world. And we're now mm -hmm. taking those principles to children and families throughout the world through the electronic media, electronic games and uh, feature-length movies, etc. So we're very mm -hmm. excited about that. But right now, the most exciting part of my life is getting involved with Dave as we t join forces together with crocodiles, not water lilies, 
and it, what Dave's been doing all his life from the ordinary to the extraordinary. Mm. Oh, perfect. Well, I see the uh, time is running before we get off here, so I'm going to hold everybody, want everybody to hang with me. I have a real thought about this connection. You know, when I, many of you don't know that I've worked with U.S. Olympic teams, Los Angeles Dodgers, some of your major NFL teams and that, and I'm going to connect the two here coming right up. Mm. I really, and this is what's inspiring me too, and what uh, prompted my invitation for you to join me at Live on Purpose Radio. I see this collaboration happening with principles that we can teach not only to the adults. In fact, we're going to have better luck with some of the young kids. Oh, because absolutely. they haven't got Amen. their brain already, you know, focused <clears throat> so much in on those those patterns that may or may not be adaptive. Yeah. So we'll, and we have to have an understanding of those kids too. You know, mm-hmm. that they, they are coming up in a different environment with this technology and everything. You know, um, mm-hmm. we've got the tools and we can make it happen. We do. We're going to talk more about that right after this next break. Stay with us. If the pile of books you want to read is growing faster than the pile you have read, then Abundant Reading Systems can help you. After taking Abundant Reading Systems course, I dramatically increased my ability to expand my knowledge in a much more efficient way. My fastest test today was in 7,000 words per minute. I highly recommend this program. From what I've seen it do for other people who've been through the entire program and from what I've seen in myself today. I've teamed up with Abundant Reading Systems to offer a single-day intensive speed reading workshop that will at least double your reading speed, guaranteed. This belief started to grow inside of me that I thought, you know, I can really do this. I can read, you know, as fast as I let myself read. And uh, ended up doubling my time, my speed reading time, which was really good. This is David Hinton, founder of Abundant Reading Systems. I want to personally invite you to join us for our next event. Visit AbundantReadingSystems.com now. Abundant Reading Systems, reading at the speed of imagination. Honey, honey, wake up. It's time. Huh? What? It's time. What do you mean? Someday is here. That's right. Someday is finally here. You've been saying for years that you want to do something really awesome with your family. Someday. We are thrilled to let you know that now is the time. The Marital Magic Team has done it again. But this time with a fabulous week-long family focus cruise in the beautiful and festive Mexican Riviera. What better way to disconnect from that ever-present workload and reconnect with those who mean the most? This cruise brings you and your family the perfect blend of downtime, fun in the sun, and powerful seminars geared toward parents, teens, children, and the whole family. Join us aboard Royal Caribbean's impressive Mariner of the Seas as we visit Cabo San Lucas, Mazatlan, and Puerto Vallarta. Click on the cruise link at drpaul.org to learn more, or book your cabin now at 1-888-700-8838. 
Tell the kids, pack the bags, and set sail with us on July 5th, 2009. That's 1-888-700-8838. Welcome back. We got a good start on this. And uh, just before the break, we're talking about this power of collaboration. Dave, you started to share some things about some of the work you've done with Major League Baseball. And uh, that was leading right into something. Right. Well, you want you to know, pick it up from there? You know, as I said before, you know, my work now, because of the success I've had in professional sports, 50, you know, that's 50% of my work. 50% of my work now is with corporations and everyday work people you know with our workshops mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. but uh just today and just really just an hour ago one of the pitchers for the chicago cubs i won't bring up names or anything mm-hmm. but i i'll give you a, a team uh but he's a pitcher and i was talking to him about roger t- mm-hmm. telling him that you're going to mm-hmm. love roger when you meet roger and uh, I did a, a workshop this year at spring training, and, and Roger came in, and you know he's also the world uh, speedball champion. So that's uh, right. His hands are quick, and and he does it in such a way that it goes beyond. I mean, it's just amazing. And one of the things the ball players said, uh, they were really <laughs> funny. he didn't know what they were, just, you know, did <laughs> what it meant. He, he all of a sudden they go, "You're sick, <laughs> you're sick," and he's like, and he's hitting, and he's like going. Why are they calling me? I'm sick. Well, he doesn't know baseball talk. In Major League Baseball, that's the highest compliment you can give to someone. So if someone went out and hit four home runs in a day, I mean, that's what it would take to be able to have. They're a freak of nature. Yeah. I mean, that's what it would take. You know, you have to either pitch a perfect game or, you know, do something unbelievable because they see unbelievable things. I mean, it has to go over the top to be sick. (laughs) Uh and so they had given him the highest honor but he didn't know that but that's not the story i'll go back to that the story i want to do is interconnecting some of our work you know i've done i have a certain way that i've gotten to 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 lift people up and bring out the best in them it's in all of us no matter what you do most people just don't honor their whole life their experiences Mm -hmm. because it's them they don't understand the gifts they have but in this particular instance that i'm talking about in major league baseball with a major league pitcher you know, I've had my ways of working to bring out the best. But Ty, now coming in with Roger, just today I, I wanted to talk to him about something. And so I gave him the story of Rampa. And he goes, Rampa? Okay. And now he's a huge fan. I have many pitchers in Major League Baseball who, when they get on the mound, they have pressure, they have all this happening, and they got challenges. They go into Rampa. So instead of me explaining Rampa, since I have the gift of Roger Anthony sitting next to me, explain Rampa. <laughs> Thanks, in in croc terms. What was that? In croc terms, huh? <laughs> yes, in croc yeah, terms. Yeah, I'm, I'm dying to hear this. <laughs> well, one of my frustrations in life has been attending seminars and conferences and not being able to remember what it was that excited me when I was there mm-hmm. and found out most of the time within 48 hours of attending these seminars, I couldn't remember what it was all about. I knew I enjoyed it, but I couldn't recall the principles. Right. So Crocodiles Not Water Lilies is all about principles and concepts that have triggers attached to them with exciting stories related to animals in the wild. And Mm -hmm. so there are 32 of these characters, and what Dave's referring to is the chief character, and his name is Romper, and he's a crocodile. Okay. And so... 
what I love about Dave is that true success and being able to reach heights of enlightenment can only occur when we walk through the portal of humility. It's, mm. There is no other way we can reach heights of success anywhere near what we're capable of unless we walk through the doorway of humility. And Dave, and I think mm. this is probably the greatest reason why I'm excited about working with Dave, is that he's incredibly humble. We've only just started to work together. I mean, within weeks. I mean, it's mm -hmm. only been weeks. And it's, as he said earlier, it's not easy to let go of what you've worked with all your life. But mm -hmm. Dave has just opened up his arms and has been supporting me to get back into the public speaking arena, which I'd, I've done for 25 years. I've simply been out of it for the last five years. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful for the way in which Dave supports me in his love for this work of Crocodiles Not Water Lilies. And so Rompa, getting back to Rompa, so that we will remember what it really means in our lives, it comes from some filming that was done, some research. And they, the researchers uh, were filming a king crocodile that lived in this particular lagoon in Africa. Mm -hmm. And they were absolutely amazed with what happened. The crocodile was on one side of the lagoon waiting for the wildebeest to come down to drink from the lagoon, from, right. from the migratory trek. And what they were amazed with was the first day this crocodile stayed on the opposite side of the lagoon and he hadn't eaten for three months. They had that research material in front of them. So he was a hungry crocodile. Yeah. He hadn't eaten for three months, but the first 24 hours he lay motionless. The next 24 hours they estimated that he drifted only about 15 or 20 feet. It took him 21 days, this hungry crocodile, 21 days to get to the other side of the lagoon. Caught on camera, the head wildebeest on the 21st day had to nuzzle the crocodile out of the way to get a drink. And when I looked at that, I thought, that is incredible. What did I learn from this? And it was simply this. The first thing that king crocodile did, hungry as he was, was to relax. Why? He knew, he understood that those wildebeest were flighty. They knew that there were crocodiles in the lagoon and they were on guard. As hungry as he was, he relaxed. And then he observed. So the R in romper is relax. Whether we are disciplining our children, whether we're developing relationships, building teams at work, negotiating effectively, Number one, especially when unforeseens occur, is to relax. We're much more creative when we do that. Mm -hmm. Way more mm -hmm. creative. And the next step is to observe and evaluate the situation in a relaxed state. So we see it for how it really is, not how we imagine it is under stress. Relax, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. observe, and the M in romper is to map out. We only lay out our action plans, strategize, and put down our tactics after we've relaxed and observed. We then map out, and here's the greatest one of all, that somehow as human beings in this world we live in that causes us to stress through the hoodwinking or the negative conditioning and the way in which this world is moving so fast, we have forgotten the most important part of managing our lives, and that is to have patience. R-O-M-P. 
key is to have patience, and this crocodile certainly had patience, and that is to reevaluate before we move. And the A in romper is to act. Mm. So we romper our way through life. If we are really effective, we romper our way through life. So thank you, Dave, for that well, opportunity. Well, I just love it because uh, I like giving athletes one word. When I, I've played mm -hmm. professional tennis, I've been on the, you know, right there on the challenging moments that you get playing a professional sport. And almost everything goes out to the window. But if you can have one thing, every single time I have a player go out there, I try to get to one thing. If they're thinking three things, they can't do it. Think of a hitter who's got mm -hmm. a 97-mile-an-hour fastball coming. I try to get them to focus one thing and let the rest of all the practice and everything they've done just come to them, mm -hmm. if they try to think of two, more than that, they're not going to be successful. So I always look for things, keys. So Rampa is a great key. I had a race car driver who was um, in position to win the whole, you know, series, and he was getting uptight because he, if he won this next race, or I think he had to get in the top six, he could be it. And so mm -hmm. someone told him about me, and he called me, and I started working with him, and I gave him the Rampa. I like that, and because the race car driver has to stay focused. And, mm -hmm. and, and he actually, uh, and Roger explained this later, but I, cause I, I always do these breathing exercises. So I said, how was, you know, and he won, he, not only did he, he won the race and he said it was the best race I've ever done, but we had been working. We have a lot of concepts, but that was one, but he said mm -hmm. it helped him so much. He called Rampa Brampa because I have him do these breathing exercises cause I'd breathe, relax, but basically Rampa to get in that relaxed state. You wanted to breathe deep, and you go to that relaxed state. Mm -hmm. But he said it was so incredible because in a race car, there's so much chaos going around you. I mean, it's all this, and, and you've got to just focus on the openings, and you have to stay relaxed because you're mm -hmm. going very, very fast. But <laughs> uh, right. you know, And then you have to be patient because before he said he would sometimes make – and the whole thing, and he had to map out his course, <laughs> you know, and then, but he acted. When he saw the openings, he acted. So it's a real mm -hmm. gift so that uh, he could utilize that. And that's what's fun for me, as I say, having Roger next to me here now working, I can take some of his concepts and bring it in into concepts that I might have a different language and I'll present it. Mm -hmm. Sure. But then, you know, sometimes it's, it's the way you hear it. And then something might click. Maybe I've already made it click, but maybe this is the thing that I'll carry on because Rafa mm -hmm. will stay with you. This is what Roger talked about. You know, you leave, mm -hmm. do you have anything to clue you back in? Just from a purely psychological perspective, I see a couple of really powerful things happening here. Just with the Rampa process itself, it's important to understand that different parts of your brain do different things, and there's a part of your brain that's in charge of the fight-or-flight response. And it has been clinically demonstrated that when that part is active, it shuts down your thinker. It actually decreases the blood flow to the part of your brain that can do the planning and the problem solving and the reasoning. And so getting yourself to relax and just calm down. And how many things out there in our environment are trying to get us ramped up or, or make us feel threatened in some way? That may be a relationship issue. It might be, you know, all of the noise and things going on in a race if you're an NASCAR guy. It may be the pressure of the crowd if you're a professional athlete. It may be something that your spouse said or didn't say. It could be anything, uh, an economic problem. And, and it gets you into that fight or flight response where you're not solving the problem. And I'm going to say one more thing about that, because when I was playing professional tennis, I remember a particular match. 
I was getting so frustrated because when the pressure hit, I didn't back then have the words. I didn't have the methods to get through it. And this, mm-hmm. again, goes far beyond sports because it's been something I learned about my life. But I feel this pressure. And I'm going, on oh, one day on the court, I said, God, oh, you think that's a lot of pressure? Just give me more. Go ahead. Give me more. Bring and it on. Sudden, yeah, I just said, bring it on. <laughs> and I stood up to the line, and I served an ace. I went, oh, wow. And next to the next line, I step you know stepped up served an ace i went wow wait a minute you mean i've been fighting this stuff all my life i've been trying to propel the stuff and i having an argument about it within myself uh-huh. and then not being focused at the job at hand you mean mm-hmm. i could use this i just needed to let it come through me so it didn't empower me mm-hmm. i didn't have it didn't have any control over me mm-hmm. my game went and advanced at such a rapid rate but I learned a lesson far beyond a game of tennis. Mm, that is powerful. This is fun, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm enjoying it. We'll be right back. I've got a great idea. This is Shay Larson, ideaorbit.com with the World of Ideas Report. Sometimes it is the simplest of ideas that can change the world's largest problems. One of the most basic needs of life is water, yet over one billion people do not have a clean source of water. In fact, 6,000 people die every day due to water-related diseases. Millions of people have to walk to dirty rivers every day for their water. Even more shocking, over 80% of the diseases that plague our world are related to contaminated water. So what would you need to solve this problem? According to Christina Gubik, the main ingredient to fight this problem is children who want to play. That's right, if Christina can find a few children to play, she can provide water to many. Here's how it works. Christina is from Play Pumps International. The Play Pump looks like a merry-go-round. In fact, it is a merry-go-round. While children have fun spinning the large toy, water is being pumped from around 150 feet below to a holding tank. Sounds simple? With as little as one hour of play, the Play Pump can extract around 1,400 liters of clean, drinkable water even in some of the most arid areas of Africa. Their goal is to have 4,000 play pumps installed throughout Africa by the year 2010, which would provide fresh water to over 10 million people. Well done, Christina Gubik and Play Pumps International for your refreshing idea. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. Idea. Wouldn't you like to know? You probably can't bear it, so I guess I'll have to share it. I thought of it a moment. Thank you for joining me for the Live on Purpose Radio Podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit my website, drpaul.org, to get connected with other tools for you and your family. There you will find links to my weekly e-zine, Empower, Harnessing the Power of the Mind. 
and to the free Parental Power teleconference that I host every week with my wife, Vicki. You can also check out upcoming events or pick up powerful information products. Feel free to contact me directly with questions, comments, or to book me for your company or private event. Email me through drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com. So I want to talk for just a minute about a gap. And the gap is, well, you mentioned a gap earlier, right. Dave, about, you know, from ordinary to extraordinary. There's a gap between what you know and what you do. And you think about it, you already know a whole bunch of principles that you're not applying very well in your own life. <laughs> I uh, had my eyes open to a number of those last week as I went through some fairly intensive training through CEO space. Uh But part of that, I think, has to do with how do you get the information, the knowledge, the principles? How do you get it from out there and recognizing that you want it to be part of your life into what you really say and do on a daily basis? And one of those aspects is just how you're going to remember it. How you can how you can get that to hook in your memory somehow. And Roger, you've got some ideas about that. Well, thank you, Paul. Everything that we do in Crocodiles Not Water Lollies is based around a system called Mars. M-A-R-S, because it's outside of this world. It's so different. And it mm-hmm. stands for Memory Anchor Retention System. And it's a, based around stories like Romper that you'll never forget. And it also helps us in the recall process whilst information we receive is accurate and powerful if it's coming from a a source of truth how often can we recall it when we need it the most in the field after we've heard it at a conference or a seminar or in a book Mm -hmm. and here's some of the research that i did in the very early days starting in 1977 when we are taking information from the external into the internal so the external stimuli into our subconscious mind, when we hear information for the first time, we forget 50% of it immediately after hearing it. Two days later, we've forgotten 75% of it, and a week later, on average, we've forgotten it all. We can probably remember the essence of it, but we aren't able to recall it. And then people say, well, we take the workbooks and we take the videos that we bought at the back of the room, and it's all got great material on it, and we're Mm -hmm. going to go over it and over it and learn it by spaced repetition. That's Mm. how we learn the times table. It's how a child learns to walk. It's how we've been created and designed to learn. But in Mm -hmm. crocodiles, we've discovered that there is a more powerful way, in my opinion, of making it permanent, more permanent, more quickly, and that is through impact learning. And so we use these wonderful stories with triggers and anchors attached to it. The average recall, when you attend, say, a three-day leadership program, is around about 14%. If you took a class average, did an examination at the end of three days, the average class retention would be about 14%. With crocodiles, not water lilies, it averages approximately 92% retention because of the stories. Now, if I say to the Mm. audience right now that are listening, and anyone around this room, 
romper. It's almost impossible not to visualize a crocodile in a lagoon. And then you think mm -hmm. of the R, and the first thing that comes to the mind is relax, observe, manage, patience, and act. And mm -hmm. so with crocodiles, it's a whole system and process which will be taken to a new level of memory retention because of what Dave does. And so joining together, uniting to take flight, and moving from ordinary to extraordinary, which is a crocodile's journey from the jungle of Hoodwink to the mountain peak of integrity, we are leading by example that to build cooperation and collaboration in this world, to help this world become a better place in which to live, Dave and I are bringing everything that we've got together because we believe that we have to lead by example. And the moment mm -hmm. we committed to do that, I can't even begin to tell you the doors that have opened, doors that you would never have imagined would have opened. It's just been powerful. It's been miraculous. But that's what happens when you live in a world of abundance rather than a world of scarcity. Scarcity drives you toward competition rather than cooperation. Correct. You, you think you have to get yours. And yeah. if somebody else gets theirs, then, well, that's less for me. Right? <laughs> that's exactly right. I'd like to give a tip right now to everyone, anybody who's listening that can relate to this. When you're talking about scarcity, you're talking about abundance. Well, someone will say, oh, yeah, well, you should have had the day I had today, you know, or it's, something. Yeah. Well, you know what? We all have challenges. We all have, I mean, I've done a lot of things in my life, and I've worked with a lot of uh, Olympic teams and that type of thing. If you, Yeah, you see the results that are fantastic, but you don't know what we went through to get there. Mm -hmm. And so here's a tip for everyone out there when you're faced with something. Shift in the moment. What I mean by shift in the moment is I have a negative thought. Now, romp is a great recall. These are what these recall. You have to come. To, sorry, that sounds like an ad now. You have to come to the, the full workshop to get all of it because mm -hmm. it, it takes a while. But what I mean by shift is when you become aware, you have a thought, oh, dang it, you know, or whatever that takes you down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the, opposite? What's the opposite of that? Right there in that moment. And focus. Take a moment and focus on the opposite. And get yourself back into that place. Because staying in the other place is a miserable place to be. Mm -hmm. And yet we, we are conditioned to kind of fall and go. And then we get in this thing called momentum, and it's going the wrong way. I had a baseball player who uh, almost, I mean, there's only been, I think, 17 perfect games ever pitched uh, a perfect game in, in, in Major League Baseball. He was on his way to pitch the 18th. In the ninth inning, he walked someone. But it was magnificent because he had been a minor league ball player just brought up to the majors, and now he's one of the best in the game. Mm -hmm. But I asked him, or he was being interviewed. I didn't ask him. He was being interviewed, I was, and it was very interesting. He, uh, they asked him, what's, 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 what caused you to go from where you were? Because he was actually in misery when I first met him because he was upset about this, upset about that. And I kept saying, well, yeah, but what do you have that's great in your life? You shift it mm. into it. And let's, let's take to the mound, you know, and, and if you get worried about something, think about the opposite and bring that to the pitch. So he said, well, you know what I've learned to do? And I didn't teach him this. This, this was his own words. I mean, I did it in the way I do it. But he came up with a beautiful line because I, I had him say, right, when you've got all these distractions going on and everything's going on, you start, I said, see the pitching mound? Use that as like a remote control. The moment you step onto it, 
down at the uh, the catcher's mitt is the, is the TV screens, and everything just is zeroed in on this. Now, there's no nothing else going on. But here's what he added to that I thought it was great because it adds the shift. He goes, you know, when I don't see what I like and I don't feel what I like, I just change the channel. Yeah. <laughs> I love That's that. That's right. That is great. I've used that. In, in fact, I sent out a, a little YouTube video about this where whatever you're watching on the screen of your mind, you know, maybe you're watching your worry channel. Maybe you're watching your fear and scarcity and doubt channel. Well, do you really like the programming? What's playing on your gratitude channel? But you said something the other day, Dave, that caught my attention. You said focus on your potential, not your limitations. Focus uh, on what you have, not what you don't. Yes. And then you get more of it. It's abundance. I have mm-hmm. one other thing, you know, I can talk about that forever. Because mm-hmm. I have ball players who come, and it's funny, you know, I keep using sports, but think about it for your life. You know, sports, the reason I use it is because, you know, people watch it so much. There's all these people always telling these guys what they don't have. Believe it or not, you don't know this, but all these scouts are always, they t- kind of take pride in saying, oh, this player can't do this and he can't do that, rather than, oh, this is mm-hmm. great. They always look at their limitations. And so with these ball players, we'll take a look at, and I'll have them list on the left side of a sheet of paper the limitations, and then on the right side, I'll, I'll, I'll list what the answer is. Mm-hmm. So we see it. We address it. Now we move on. And it's so awesome. Uh, example, a shortstop I was working with with Cincinnati Red said, I don't have a lot of, you know, I've known that I don't have a lot of big movement, lateral movement. I said, well, what's our potential? We could focus more. We could see the pitch. We could see where the bat's going. We could see where it's moving the, before the ball's even there. Well, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, he became, went from what everybody thought was a limitation to being the best at it. Because mm-hmm. we focused on the potential. And one thing I want you to do before, you know, Roger, you have a wonderful thing about the key. Can you sure. take a moment and share that with us? I'd be happy to do that. Thank you, Dave. The uh, idea of being successful in life is so often misunderstood because with our workshops that we've done over the years, there's been over 30,000 people that have gone through and qualified themselves as crocodiles and Mm -hmm. we have to determine what is success everyone wants to be successful but so often when i ask the question what is success very few people can distinctly share what they believe success is it's very hard Mm. for them to do it in a succinct way but the bottom line is we've all come to one conclusion Thirty thousand people i've never had one argument on this Success has to culminate, if it's true success, in peace, happiness, and joy. If it doesn't produce that, no matter how wealthy we are, Mm -hmm. can we really call ourselves successful? And so what Dave is talking about here in regard to a statement, a pearl of wisdom that I've written in a book called Now I Understand. I'm the author of that book. And it's just 63 pearls of wisdom. And this is one of my Mm -hmm. favorite. Mm -hmm. It's called Watchman, Not Warden. Not only am I the builder of my own prison, but after having completed the structure, I lock myself inside and then stand guard defending my position in case I may escape. (laughs) Whilst all the while, in my hands, I hold the key that will set me free. And that key, my friends, is integrity. And so it's all about being 
humble mm. and open and realizing it's got nothing to do with anyone or anything out there. It's all to do with me being in control of my life and not blaming environment, circumstances, situations. Just get on with it and understand that there is absolutely no limit to human endeavor. When I hear people mm. say, I'm going to help you reach your highest potential, it makes me feel uncomfortable because when we know who we are, it is un it's freaking unlimited. <laughs> I mean, it's freaking unlimited potential. <laughs> How do you reach something that's unlimited? That's huh? right. So we've got to understand that there is absolutely no limit. For instance, has there ever been, you tell me, and all you out there, you tell me, has there ever been Olympic Games where there hasn't been a record broken? Never. Will there ever be? Uh. Never. I believe, I'm just childlike enough to believe that there will come a day that in the 100 metres, they'll have the starter's gun about to go off, and by the time he pulls that trigger and the echo of that shot goes off, the race will be over. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's some potential. <laughs> I love it. We are going some places here. Stick with us. We'll be back for one more segment. Raising kids is one of the most challenging and rewarding experiences we can have in life. Your children didn't come with an owner's manual, so it's up to you to learn whatever will assist you in your role as a mom or a dad. Join me and my husband, Dr. Paul, for a free weekly discussion about all of the hot topics in parenting. Listen to what others are saying about these calls. By applying the things I've learned to the parental power calls, I'm finally becoming the mom I always thought I would be. I really like to use parental power as kind of like a reference book. So as I have concerns with my parenting, I like to be able to look up on the blog and then listen to whatever podcast seems closely related. So I like the variety of, of topics, the variety of age groups that are addressed. I'm on the parental power calls as often as I possibly can because I know I'm going to come away with something I can apply to being a parent that very day. Let us join your parenting team through parental power. Just send an email to drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com to register for the live calls. Or just check us out first through the link at drpaul.org. All of the previous calls are posted on our blog site, where you can also add your own input. Let's team up to start parenting on purpose. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about MoreBetterBooks.com. MoreBetterBooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on MoreBetterBooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great, these titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. 
You know, in this game that we call life, stuff happens. <laughs> really? I think there's a bumper sticker to that effect, you know? Stuff happens. And at the, part of my mission is to get out there and find people who have been knocked over and help them to see that this isn't the end of the story. Get up. You were saying something about that, Roger. Get up. Get moving. Let's keep moving forward. Yeah, you know, in in, in my life, uh, I've had a chance to do a number of different things. And people go, yeah, gosh, how did, you, how did you get to do that? And I said, well, I... Uh, I scraped my knees a lot. I learned more from what you would call, maybe you would call failures or extreme, you know, difficulties. That's when I've learned the most in life. So I always look for the the opportunity and obstacles. But one mm-hmm. of the things that mm-hmm. I do, and and uh, I have a workshop that I I, I do that uh, you take people to the sidelines of of you know sports. It doesn't matter if you've never been to a sport. Last year, I was put on a workshop, and we went to University of Hawaii, the football team. Mm-hmm. My son happens to play on that. You have a son playing on that team. That's <laughs> so right. So it was great. And they were having a magical year. They were the only team in the nation went undefeated uh, last year, yeah. and then they lost in the Sugar Bowl. But um, the group went, because these some of the people that never watched football don't care about football. Mm-hmm. But what can you learn in life? They practice at 7 in the morning. We went out to the practice. It was a whole four-day workshop. It was just a piece of it. But I wanted them. They all had pads and paper and, and, and pens. And I said, we're going to learn things that you don't even know that's within your life. You're going to learn something from here today. And then we went back to the hotel where we were putting on the workshop. And I wanted people to open up with some of their notes. And this one young gal said, well, one thing I learned, it was really, I never even thought about this before. When a guy got tackled, he didn't go, Oh, they tackled me. <laughs> you know, it was like, they get up. They go on. <laughs> it's part of the game. It's part of the game. Yeah. Move forward. Take it forward. And, you know, that's a mental image that she holds, and I have now. Many mm-hmm. times, and here I've been doing this, but I'll sometimes, you know, get hit with something. But I think of that young gal who said, get up. Mm-hmm. You've been tackled. That's part of the game. Mm-hmm. Move on. We have to redefine that word failure. Oh, yes. Who, who are we to say that we've failed? It's, it's part of the game. You know, a lot of you listeners maybe have heard this before, but you just inspired me to tell you one thing if you hadn't. This guy that I know, um, and I know you've got a great story, so let me tell a story, then I want you tell the John Carlisle. Thanks. Uh, a well, young, happy to do a that. young guy, you know, nine years old, his mom dies and he was very close to his mom. I mean, it was devastating. And his dad got out of work and they, they were on the street. They had no food. I mean, and, and no home. They finally, you know, his dad met another um, woman and got married and the stuff, you know, they got back into home and things, things were starting to shape up. And, you know, then as he got older, he, he got a job and started his own company. He got, got going and um, it, it, it didn't work. And he got, he was bankrupt. He spent the next 17 years of his life because of, of paying back the investors basically and and then he um, met a gal that that you know finally his life was taking shape he found his true love and they got um, um, engaged and she died oh, he wow. stayed in bed for six days and had a nervous breakdown didn't move for six days but he and his his mom and dad were illiterate and he would walk and found these books and he read a book about George Washington and inspired him and he said you know what 
government and government. For him, he felt government could make a change. So he ran for the local government, and uh, he didn't win. And so he ran again, and he didn't win. But he was passionate now, and he started, He, I don't know even how he learned how to read, but he, he became very passionate about learning, and he decided to run for Congress. He hadn't won local, so why not go bigger? Mm-hmm. And he lost. Two years later, he ran again. He lost. Two years later, he ran again. He lost. So he wasn't really working for him at Congress, so he ran for Senate. <laughs> he lost. Two years later, he ran again. He lost. Two years later, he ran again. He lost. Didn't make it at Senate, so he decided to run for vice president. You'd he think got, he'd, he'd he got, give up by now. Well, you know what? He had such a passion that he thought he had a gift. Not He got less than 100 votes less than 100 votes for vice president. Back then, they didn't have, you weren't on the ticket of the president. Mm -hmm. So he failed again, right? I mean, this is a miserable story. Aren't we talking about it? Mm -hmm. So he finally, he had not succeeded anywhere. So he decided to run for president. And he became our 16th president, Abe Lincoln. And I think, just think, if he had stopped his journey somewhere along the line, if he had decided he couldn't do it, but he had something within him, that kept a passion going. It's interesting. I never knew that story coming up in history. I don't know why later in life that I learned that. I don't know why we don't show people. Why at school we don't you know, show what people go through to get to their dreams. To me, that's an amazing story. It's the path to greatness. It's an amazing story. Anybody says, oh, my life is this and this. You know, Great. Well, Abe Lincoln, come <laughs> on. I mean, he, I, I consider him one of our greatest presidents. Uh-huh. And look what he went through. And if he had not become president, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of great things happened because of his will mm-hmm. to get through adversity, to get through failure. That's right. You know, I I had a client recently who came in and was, you know, telling me this whole story. And it sounds hard and and difficult and unpleasant and and after he had shared this, and I wanted to shake him up a little bit. I'm, I'm normally a very empathic listener. This is my training in psychology, right? But after he told this story, I said, that is awesome. <laughs> He's like, what? You are off your rocker. The shrink is, you know, a half bubble off level here. A half bubble off level. But it got him thinking, you know, because and I shared with him this concept that this is the middle part of an inspiring story. Don't you dare give up now. Because this is the experience that's going to give you the power to inspire people. Amen. You've got a story too, Roger. Thank you. This is a story directly related to my life, and it's about a man called John Carlyle. And it links to another principle in crocodiles called the outback principle. Coming from Australia, outback is the bush or the country. And so... When you look at this principle of outback, and the actual character is a homing pigeon because they always come back. And it's about whatever we give out comes back multiplied, whether it be positive or negative. And what I've learned in life is if you're giving positive out love and respect and support to other people, and it may not come back to you from a particular person, whether it's your wife or another friend, the outback principle doesn't say it will come back from them, but the law says it will come back and it will come back multiplied and it will come back at the perfect time that you need it. So if you're giving out love, it may not come back from the person you're giving it to, 
But when you need it the most, I will guarantee you it will come back in the perfect time just when you need it the most. Somehow it will. So I'm a very giving person and I've lived this principle all my life. And one day, about three years into Crocodiles Not Water Lilies, I was almost bankrupt. In Australia, it's a tough country. And this was a new concept, this learning methodology using animals and icons representing principles was unheard of. And it was hard for people to accept it. And I was sitting in my office in downtown Albury-Wodonga in Australia, and I was feeling down and a little bit depressed. And this gentleman from across the hall couldn't see into our office, a man I knew who did our program, walked in and his name is John Carlisle, a footballer and a boxer, one of the best in Australia. Six foot two, just muscle. He walked in and he banged his fist on the table and he said, Roger, I feel impressed to tell you something. When they knock you down, you get back up again, mate. And if they knock you down again, you get back up again. And if they knock you down again, you get back up again. And I'll tell you something, mate, pretty soon, they're going to get sick and tired and knocking you down. And then he walked out. I have <laughs> never, ever forgotten that. It showed me that Outback does work and there are people out there ready to stand by you if you live in a world of abundance and reach out to help others, regardless of whether you're going to get it back or not. If you don't want to get it back, don't give it out, whether it's mm. positive or negative, because the law says it will come back, and it will come back multiplied. In abundance. In abundance. In true abundance. And, and I believe that the world will yield back to you an abundance of whatever you're planting, <laughs> whatever you put out there. It's coming ah. back big time. Yes, sir. You know, there was another powerful story for me had to do with the tsunami that occurred back in 2006, right after Christmas. Yes. Remember right. that? Oh, yeah. Right. And yeah. just... Well, when the at first the water all retreated, and people were marveling at the scarcity, so they're down there walking around and fish are flopping around. Well, people who knew what was going on immediately felt an urgency to get to higher ground, get to higher ground because what happens? Well, that scarcity is just a precursor of the abundance that's going to be coming back real quick, <laughs> and you know abundance yeah. will destroy you if you're stuck in scarcity. Yeah. And those who didn't That's get brilliant. to higher ground were drowned. They were destroyed. And, you know, you look at our, you, you hear all the time on the news, you know, our current economic crisis, whatever they want to call it. Okay, so there's some scarcity. What are we going to do, marvel in the scarcity? <clears throat> are we going to head to higher ground? Because the abundance is there. And, and if you're not careful, it'll destroy you. There's some wow. powerful learning lessons out there. Oh, in the world. absolutely! Boy, that was that was that was that got some chills going in me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that is great information. Well, you know, this has been a powerful conversation for me. This is why I do this show because I can bring the world's top leaders and coaches and teachers right here into my room and have a <laughs> private conversation with. Yeah, we're going to share it with thousands of people. Okay, fine, and please. If you value this, go share it with somebody. There's somebody you're thinking about. All of you listeners right now, there's somebody you're thinking about who you would really love to have think about the things that you have thought about over the past hour. I want you to share it with them. This is part of the cooperation we're talking about.
we got to help each other and lift each other in order to overcome the barriers that are out there. We've got just a couple of minutes left. I want to make sure people know how to get to what you guys are doing. Dave Austin and Roger Anthony are uniting to take flight and to help people to do this journey of the crocodile, uh. which is a new concept for me, but I'm loving it. Well, you know what? I'm loving it, too, because life is about having fun. And too mm-hmm. many people work, and they go, well, what are you working for? Well, I need money. And what's money going to do? Well, it's going to give me this. It's going to give me that. They put every emphasis on other things rather than mm-hmm. joy and happiness. Why don't you have That's that true. now and let the rest of it come? So if you want more from us, we do have a workshop coming up, Ordinary to Extraordinary, The Crocodile's Journey, in Rancho Santa Fe, California. Um mm. It's, hometown for you, Dave. It's hometown for me. Beautiful place. Yeah, you won't have to leave your ski jackets just for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to know more about what we do, uh, if you go to exceedpotential.com, um, that's the information on me. Unfortunately, our Unite and Take Flight and Take Flight is it's just th- happening. So the new webpage, you know, for that is not up yet. But you'll learn more about me and we'll have other things on it. But if you mm-hmm. want to call for information, if you call 805-910-5139, we'd be happy to have you be there with open arms. And Perfect. you can have these nice, uh, flowing, uh, fun conversations. We'd love to have them with you. We will post that link and the telephone number right there on the blog site at liveonpurposeradio.com. If you didn't catch it, just go back, pick it up right there. And share it with your friends, your neighbors, your family, your associates. We want to spread the word that that there is so much more to life than getting tackled <laughs> or getting knocked over. Uh, you can really create some fantastic things, and, and it starts with that choice. It, it's a choice to focus on what you have instead of what you don't to keep a vision of what your potential really is, and you can't even really understand that. As you pointed out earlier, Roger, it it exceeds your wildest expectations. And we limit ourselves far more than we have to just because we don't understand our greatness. I have a, I have a saying sometimes with ball players or anything. It says it says I can't do that. It says, Well, God can. <laughs> Are you gonna limit God today? <laughs> I like that. And how about we do some cooperation and uniting with with true sources of power, and uh, it's amazing what can happen. I'm so glad that the two of you have chosen to share your talents in the ways that you are and come in here on this show with me today. I greatly appreciate that. We're going to unite and take flight and help people to really feel inspired. I want to give you guys the last word, just a quick word from, from both of you. Roger, do you want to take it first? Yes, that would okay. be wonderful. I think if there was something inspirational I could leave uh, our audience, and it's about a little platypus. It's uh, The name of the platypus is Swerve. A a platypus in the Australian wild seeks its food on the river bottoms, and when it bumps into an obstacle, it gets excited because it, it knows there's food underneath that obstacle. And when we get caught in traffic and we find that we're behind time or someone swerves in front of us, I would encourage everyone, rather than look at the negative, just simply say, what a great swerve. 
and see how you feel. Rather than what a, a negative thing that's happened, try it. The subconscious mind can't tell fact from fantasy. So you just simply say, no matter what happens in life, what a great swerve. <laughs> Thank you, That's great. Not a lot I can add to that other than positive momentum creates positive momentum. Negative energy mm -hmm. creates negative energy. Some people, you know, you say, you know, oh, I'm so worried. Well, 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 let's just think for a moment. What is worry good for? It's good for one thing, more worry. So go with the positive energy creates more positive energy just shift you haven't you have something that you're down on just in that moment think of the opposite and feel the opposite invite that into your life yes thank you so much I want everybody to go out there and live on purpose